Get the best odds on all the big games this March. Download the Circa Sports Iowa app today. What's up, guys? Welcome into another edition of the Cyclone Fanatic podcast. It's Tuesday afternoon. You know what that means. It's time to hear from Iowa State head football coach Matt Campbell, preview West Virginia, and talk about all of the things going on right now with Iowa State football, trying to fix that offense and get things back on track right now for the Cyclones here on the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network. Why are quarterbacks getting hurt this year, it looks like? Yeah, you know, I don't know. You know, obviously, I think that you always have to make educated decisions with the amount that you're going to run a quarterback. And, you know, I think from a situation of, you know, geez, shoulders, knees, all the things that can happen to a ball carrier, and especially a guy that is not used to running the football for as many times, you know, as maybe a tailback is. And, you know, man, we can take ourselves an example, the amount of injuries we've had at the tailback position. I, I think it's always, you know, you, you have to be, you have to try to be smart. And obviously there's not a perfect solution to either one of those responses but I think you're always trying to do what's best for the team when you think about running the quarterback at times just one more thing for me what position group would you say has improved the most throughout the course of the season yeah that's probably a great question you know I, I think the the two that would come to mind, you know, I think corner would probably be if you look where that group was, you know, a year ago at this time, very similar to some of our other groups. It was very young, inexperienced, and very inconsistent to where it is today. Uh, man, I, I, I think those two corners, especially, and now you had, you know, Darian Porter and the way he's played, I think that room's probably made the greatest stride. I think it's one of the strengths of our team right now um, in the way they played with with consistency and you know I, I'd say the other group that that's really made great strides is is probably that defensive line room you know I think the the guys and the amount of guys that are playing right now in that defensive line um, you know Joey Peterson played the most he's played in his career Saturday Dom Orange is really playing great football for us right now T.O. played a lot uh, the last couple of weeks and, and then there's a lot of growth and improvement I think MJ Anderson from who he was game one to who he is now obviously in game eight uh, a lot of really great improvement there and so you know I'd say those two at least come to mind right away of who's made the most growth right now you've talked a lot in the last few years about playing meaningful football games in November Mm -hmm. I think that's largely been in the context of having a chance to play for a conference title given where you are now how does the meaning or the message change about games in this month yeah I don't think it changes at all you know I think this team's still got a ton to play for Um, you know obviously for us you know the most meaningful games is the opportunity to man become the best you know I think what you've seen this team play week in and week out um, there is continued growth they haven't let you down in terms of attitude and effort and really their continued strain to grow and I think they know how close they are to man really flipping this thing around and you know as long as there's games on the schedule and there's still time left to to really chase what it's got the ability to become I I think there's a um, man there's a great sense of urgency right now around our offices and and certainly in our meeting rooms which is exciting to me as the head football coach when you say turn this thing around what does that look like and what does 
that mean to you guys? Well, uh, obviously, I think the turnaround piece of it is 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 getting a win, and it starts with with that aspect of it. You know, I, I think for us, um, you know, you've been right on the verge of it, quite honestly, in every game you played. And the first three, you were able to do it, um, and then you've been, man, you've been a hair off from it in the last five games. And so I, I think the ability to play the 60 minutes and do the things that you need to do to win the game, I think that's the starting point, and, and then you build from there. Dimitri Stanley, 90-yard game. What has he meant to your offense? And could you talk a little bit about what it was like getting him mm-hmm. here? Yeah, so Dimitri's a really interesting story because we really recruited him extremely hard out of high school. Um, you know, we probably felt like very confident that we at least had a real chance to get Dimitri. You know, him and his his family, um, man, they came right after year one. And in, in, in terms of our football program, it was actually the spring going into Allen's senior year. And, you know, I, I think for us, we were still at that time kind of painting a, a vision of who we wanted to be and where we wanted to go. And, um, you know, we ended up not winning, you know, in that recruiting battle. And Dimitri went to Colorado, was, which is where his father played. Um, and, you know, I, I think for us, when it came full circle, those relationships at the beginning built really helped us in terms of, you know, this past offseason when we had an opportunity to, to re-recruit Dimitri and his family to come to Iowa State. You know, I, I think what he has meant for us in a, in a huge way is he's given us betterness. He's given us a guy that has played in college football games, knows what an entire season looks like, knows what it's like to start. And I think, you know, what he's done is, man, you've really seen him a lot like MJ, who he was at the beginning of the season to, man, really what he's becoming right now is a really good football player and a guy that's got a chance to, I think, really only continue to do some really special things for our team and our program. And so, you know, I think he's been a steadying ship in that wide receiver room. You know, obviously, you know, you put him with X and you get some betterness in that room. And, you know, obviously the emergence of Jalen, I, I think those guys, um, that's a really healthy room and a growing room that continues to be really exciting right now. And I know the transfer portal, the way it's expanded can be destabilizing at times, but at the same time, Dimitri, MJ, others, but those two guys in particular who we're talking to today have really shored up your program, obviously. Yeah, Colby Reader, you know, I think would be in the very similar vein. You know, I I think for us, you know, and and whether there was a transfer portal or not a transfer portal, I think we've always tried to add the right pieces that give us the best chance to be the best team, you know, and we've had a lot of senior grad transfers through our time here at Iowa State, and I think, you know, you're always looking at the big picture from my end of it. It's like, man, you want to be the best team and it's not collecting talent it's collecting a team and making a team and and I think when you look at especially those three football players um, man graduates guys that are highly intelligent um, guys that played meaningful snaps and guys that can bring leadership into the room more than just being a guy that's going to be a really good football player so um, you know I I think all three of those guys have been huge additions to our, our team and our program and you know of what was a very young team that coming into this season, those guys gave us the ability to bridge the gap and um, and the leadership gap, I think, a little bit too. And so we've been really grateful for all of those guys. Matt, after looking at the tape and maybe with the context that you have over the course of Big 12 here, do you have any more insight as to how you can maybe get the running game going a little more? No, no. I, I think, you know, again, those are all things that insight-wise, we just got to – we have to do it better. And we got to continue 
continue to find ways to generate the consistency. I think a little part of that, um, you know, as, as we've talked a lot about is getting the game to play in our flow. And, you know, we, we have not been able to sustain that. I think we've been there at times, um, but the ability to sustain and, and play the way that we want to play and we know that we need to play for us to be able to, you know, give us the best chance to win football games. I think we're, we're consistently trying to get ourselves in that rhythm throughout the entirety of the game. And, you know, there's multiple reasons why, but, you know, the, the reality is we must be better there and more consistent in that area. I have a slightly off the books one here. Just Nick Sirianni uh, is off to this great start with the Eagles. Mm -hmm. I know you were teammates. Were you close with him? Do you keep in contact with him? Do you have any thoughts on what he's kind of been able to do this year? Yeah, Nick and I were really close. You know, obviously, you know, Tommy went and coached with Nick with the Colts and, and um, you know, during, you know, a couple years ago. And, you know, Nick and I have always been really close. You know, we were there during the same time. We kind of roommates in the same situation. So him and I have been really close for a long, long time. And so, yeah, it's exciting. You know, I mean, I think that's you, you look at what Coach Karras has done. And, and I, I think, you know, I, Nick would tell you the same thing. I think us were really grateful to come off of that tree, you know, where we've been able to go build programs and, and you know, kind of take some situations that weren't great and be able to to be able to swing it around. And, you know, I think Nick's, Nick's certainly doing that right now. But, uh, yeah, I'm really excited for him. And, you know, we got some of our staff that are on Nick's staff now. You know, DK McDonald uh, is on that staff who was with us. And then Tyler Scudder, both those guys went with Nick. So, you know, we've shared ideas, we share philosophies, and, and even sometimes coaches. So it, it's it's been really beneficial for both of us. But I'm really proud of Nick and excited for him. Coach, through eight games, eight starts for Hunter in his career, where have you kind of seen him grow the most? And as you finish out the remaining games in your schedule, what are you and the staff kind of hoping to see in terms of that growth, you think? Yeah, well, I think there there's certainly a lot of growth in terms of, man, there are a lot of wild plays and a wild moments that that Hunter has been able to create for our offense. Um, you know, I think I said this last week going into the Oklahoma game is, man, I, I think Hunter has mastered some of the hardest things that that it takes to play quarterback. You know, you look at the success of our offense on third down and you look at our conversion rate and time of possession and some of the fourth down throws and, and really some of the plays that he has made to give us chances to really be in the game and, and win the games. And then, you know, there there's as as there is in any young quarterback and really any team, there's probably a handful of 10 to 12 plays that, man, you, those are man, those are critical moments and critical plays that you have to learn by doing. And and, you know, I think there, a lot of those have come his way and a lot of those are, are continuing to be hammered away at. So, you know, I think there, there's obviously great growth in front of him, um, but I, I am really proud of him. I, I love how he's attacked it. I love how he comes to practice every day. I love how he owns, you know, maybe some of the areas that there have been shortcomings and his willingness to grow and get better. And, and that's part of the journey. But, uh, yeah, I think he's a young man that's certainly grown tremendously from where he was in, in game one to where he is right now. You've talked a lot, I guess, specifically about the running game being a game flow issue. When when you guys are looking at that, is that problem number one you're trying to solve maybe more than the running game and it's asserting your identity on the game yeah. first? I, I think that's a big thing for us, right? You know, I, I think because there are some things that are maybe a hair skewed in the running game. Man, you're, you're looking at, man, Jirel's averaging almost 4.4 yards a carry. Uh, Hunter's over four yards a carry right now. Um, you know, you, you, Cartavius is like 4.1. 
you know, which is kind of where you want to live, right? In terms of man, consistency of that. And then you look at the numbers and you're like, daggone, we're not running the ball the way we need to be able to run the football. And so, you know, I, I think the whole game flow piece of it is obviously getting off to a, a good start, you know, sustaining or taking a lead and then being able to sustain it. And that's not just offense or man, that's a global hole. And, you know, there's been a lot of factors in all five of those losses that, you know, why that has looked like that. And so, you know, I think anytime you're, you're trying to usher young players, man, you, you'd love them to, to be playing ahead of the sticks than behind the sticks. And so, you know, I, I think, and I'm not just talking about, you know, first down, I'm talking about how you're playing the game, what the situation in the game looks like. And I obviously continuing to work to play ahead is big, no matter what we're talking about from a, from a game flow standpoint. To go back to your story about Dimitri, does that story or I guess the reality of how kids are transferring now change or inform the way you guys recruit high schoolers knowing statistically like there might be a chance number two down the line? Yeah, you know, that that's a really good question. Um, I don't think philosophically for us it's really ever changed. You know, I, I, I think if you would ask our staff, I'm probably the anti-recruiter anyways on staff, right? Like I, I, I try to be very blunt. I don't care if you come to school here or not. You know, um, we are who we are and if it is a great fit man come play for us and if it's not it's okay too because I think that's the thing that's really hard that you've learned in all of this Um, man the one thing I think you can say about our football team this year is yeah man so far we've been an inch short but you've never seen our team bag it you've never seen our kids quit our kids are, are playing hard for each other now there's some other places right now where adversity hit and it doesn't look real pretty and you know, I, I think that's why for us the philosophy's always been, man, we're never going to disrespect anybody that doesn't choose to come to our institution or our school. We know we're not for everybody either. We're kind of our own entity. And if this fits, if this culturally fits you, then then we feel like it's a great fit. And, and I think that's, that's kind of really what we've been our mantra in terms of how we've gone through the process. And I do think it's helped us at times. Maybe somebody's made a, a different decision and, and, you know, you fast forward, you know, three years and, and maybe there's a phone call at the end that it is maybe the right fit for both both people at that time but you know I think it still goes back to it's like anything in life do it the right way and and act the right way and and hold yourself to the right standard and you know I I think our staff has done a really good job of that I guess in that same vein is it sometimes not a fit at 18 but it's a fit at 21 yeah I think sometimes yes you know like you know and then what you're searching for at 18 or you think you're searching for at 18 and you can imagine how crazy you know and obviously I know you cover basketball a lot like man you know how crazy this recruit and, you know, what you're looking for as an 18-year-old sometimes and what you're looking for at 20 is is maybe drastically different. And so, you know, I, I think that's a great point, too. And, and I think there'll be a lot to be written about over the course of the next 10 years as that whole philosoph- philosophical shift makes a major play in college athletics and especially in the world of football now. Um. Um, injuries, what's, you know, where are we there? Well, I, I think Colby Reader will play. Um, you know, like I said last week, he was really close to playing last week. But, uh, you know, obviously it would be great to have Colby back, um, you know, playing for us. I think Jirel really handled, um, you know, what I would say is limited duty. We were really trying to get him through four quarters of a football game last week. And, you know, I think, man, he came back and was phenomenal on Sunday. So I'm really excited that I think he's back to full strength. And, and obviously, Cart- 
Martavis played in his first full football game is back. The only other guy, Malik Verdone, will be shut down for the season. So uh, Malik is will be out. He had surgery last week and, and will be out for the rest of the year. And we'll be able to gain him back for spring football and for winter conditioning, which will be really big for us. Um, stinks for, for Malik because he played really good football for us and there were flashes of, of excellence. But, uh, you know, we, were, we really tried to rehab him and get him back in and just couldn't get there. So uh, he'll be back ready to rock and roll. Yeah, I'm not going to get into a whole lot of that. Just know, you know, I think the big thing for Malik is he'll be back and, and ready to go for winter conditioning, which is, is really the biggest thing for us. Well, what do you see from West Virginia, a team that obviously, I think they're banged up a running back, but they've got a lot of playmakers in the passing game? Yeah, you know, I, I think as as most West Virginia teams that we have played, you know, you're you're talking about elite athleticism. You know, you look at the wide receiver position, um, man, and you go back to last year's game, and there's guys that can make plays all over the place at the wide receiver position. I think really talented um, in terms of speed, run dynamic at the catch point um, you know I think no matter who's running the football for those guys you know I, I think they've been really productive in the running game you know they have a veteran offensive line good tight ends um, and then obviously they're getting really good production from the quarterback play I think you flip over the defensive side and it's a veteran group you know I feel like man the defensive line and linebackers it's like man these guys have been there for four or five years you know guys that we've played against and are really good football players and so you know I, I think you, you have a team that's certainly veteran and a team that's played a lot of really good football during their time there. And so, um, you know, I, I see a really good football team that's coming in here on Saturday. You talked again about inches away and, and not far away. With such a young team, how hard is that message to reinforce mm -hmm. five straight weeks and keep them from, as you said, bagging it in the face of adversity. Yeah, yeah, I think it's hard. I, you know, I think those are things that that's where you got to have great, great leadership in your room. And, you know, because I don't really, again, Rob, I'm not naive enough to know that they turn the head football coach off quick. And uh, I would turn the head football coach off quick if I was 18 to 22 years old. And that's, that's where the leadership has to come from the 21, 22 year olds that have, man, sacrificed everything in this, in this, in this facility and we're really fortunate to have elite leaders in those spots um, the reason why I think this team continues to play a way it does and I think the way there's so much optimism in my mind through throughout our second floor and coaching offices because it's like man we've got this great veteran leadership that continues to lead from the front and not from the back and you know plays continues to play that way and lead that way and when you have that man you're really confident and, and you're really appreciative to have those human beings those leaders that exist in your walls.